and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? So what do you want to do now? Want to get drunk? Yeah. Broadcasting live from the Booze League headquarters. 16.0 ounces on the dial. The Kamish Wiley Withers. Coley Wyman. Sandro Arevalo. This is the Boozecast. Catch up on what you missed online at boozeleague.com and on your mobile device on iHeart or iTunes. All right, let's get it started. In some of my songs, I have casually mentioned the fact that I like to drink beer. This little song is more to the point. Yes. Welcome Are we in. waiting for the the sounds of Thomas T. Hall to finish? Thomas <laughs> T. Hall, wow. You, what was you his name? really you formalized it. <laughs> it is hot Tom T. Hall shit summer, <laughs> according to Cole. <laughs> That's right, it's happening. It's a good summer. Where we mainly drink right beer, we stay away from champagne because it costs too much. Dude, I'm doing uh, the opposite. I'm staying away from beer for the month of June and actually drank champagne last night. Oh, dude, last night? Yeah. So they're classy McClasserstein. I don't know, man. What was the occasion that you're having a champagne in the evening there, sir? It was it was open and I was drinking it. <laughs> that checks out. <laughs> this I mean, guy knows I, what's up. Yeah, I can't hate on champagne. It's my favorite, so. Yeah, it's it's so rare I have it in the evenings, though, unless I'm at a wedding or something. Generally, it's a Sunday morning thing. It's just, which is it's probably why I, I don't Joe, often man. drink really good champagne. If I could, if I could afford it, my fridge would be full of bomb champagne. And one would be open all the time. <laughs> Wouldn't be a bad fridge. <laughs> I would want a fountain of champagne. Oh man! Just go. constantly, just flowing. Constantly. You can just stick your face under there when you need to. fountains. No, not the peeing ones. <laughs> not the peeing ones. <laughs> it has to be classy, Sandro. It's champagne. It's a cherub. It's classy. It's, it's not it's the high life. It's, yeah, but it's not the champagne of beers. It's champagne. Oh, it's the champagne of champagne. Yeah, it's classy. No sparkling wine here. The high life would be just a mess. It sounds like you can't even make that up. It sounds like a bad dream. It would just be pee. <laughs> just be pee, yeah. Well, on that classy note here, welcome into draft 87. And continuing on the classiness, um, our beer of the day today is Collaborations. Uh, each of us has a tap of Collaboration brew that we're bringing to the table. Um, kind of like we collabed last week with Tut Jones of the Unfiltered Gentleman. like to give him a quick shout out. Appreciate him coming on, and uh, we'll have him back on again soon, I'm sure. Gentlemen. Uh, it was a really good time on there. We uh, chopped it up a bit. If you guys haven't listened to that draft yet, go on back and listen to Draft 86. It's a long one, but there's a lot of important things that needed to be said that we had to get off our chests, as it were. And uh, son of a bitch. Um, either way, we had to get off our chests. Uh, as it were. <laughs> oh, here we go. Hash mark one. God, already. Already has started. But He, um, he like caught himself, though. I would have let it go. But I'm more I'm getting better now. at catching myself. Yeah. I won't okay. lie. Hey, that's the first step right there. It is. The first step to recovery, as it were. It's the first step uh, to a long That was on purpose. I know. So uh, this draft, we have Coley's bringing in the best 2021 summer beers that you can be drinking since we are just past uh, Memorial Day weekend. We're getting into the summer. Um, got some uh, quick news stories for you. Sandro, speaking of collab, 
He is bringing in the fact or fiction of collabs. And me and Cole are going to try and guess which ones actually happened, probably which ones we wish had happened uh, in some cases, and uh, which ones actually did. Like King Cobra and, and St. Ides? Or, no, just kidding. <laughs> Those are like malt liquors, that, so like 40s. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's oh, cool, yeah. oh. Can you imagine what that collab <laughs> would be like? Barf City. Hot jizz juice or something. Whoa. <laughs> 40 ounces hot jizz juice. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Way, I was trying, oh to, my God. <laughs> trying to think of the most awful thing I could think of, and that's, that's where oh, it that went. That was uh, okay, number well, one on the go. list. Good job. <laughs> it just tastes like something that would be a product of a gypsy curse. Okay, yeah. can I just say really quick? I went to a barbecue this weekend at um, my dear friend Tabby, who I've known since kindergarten, so we're like 31 years strong of friendship this year. Oh, and nice. um, her husband greeted us at the gate with a shot of Malort upon entry. No way. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Really. Tastes like an abortion clinic Chicago. in Iceland. Oh, my God. So he ordered a bottle when we last had friends, Miss, which was 2019. That's the last time I saw them. So December of 2019. So I hadn't seen them in a year and a half. And that's when he ordered the bottle. So he busted it out. And that was like our, like, welcome to the party prize. And we took nice. a shot of Malort. And then um, his his dad was, like, showing everyone there that didn't know what we were talking about, the video of it. And I could hear it. And I am just, like, dying. I'm like, it's like riding in first class. Like, I just, I was dying. Like being picked on in fifth grade. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> it's, right? it's so good. Oh, my God. So there was that. We were talking that. about just, on the radio the other day, and, but they couldn't remember what it was. They are like, yeah, I was in Chicago, and I had to drink this drink. And, like, everyone was... And, I just was in the car being like, it's Malort, like yelling. <laughs> no, no, no. That's the worst. <laughs> well, damn it. Once you had it, it scars you for life. How do you not remember these things? But speaking of drinking, uh, let's uh, crack open our little brew, shall we? Mm-hmm. Beer is a fermented beverage made with cereals and w- w- water. The beer of the day. Oh. Ooh, that sound. Mm. You know what? I'm going to go first today. I'm claiming that right. You do you. So today, what am I drinking that uh, is our collab level beer here? Today, I have got something called Banish Madness. It's a double hazy IPA. It is a collaboration between society and modern times. Beer itself comes in at an 8% ABV. Alcohol. And 60 IBUs. Right now, the untapped score with just about 1,000, because it's a fairly new beer, is 4.07. So not too bad. Um, for those of you wondering what society has in terms of its overall untapped rating, it's 3.88 with 154,000 ratings. Modern Times, 4.0 with 1.8 million ratings. Wow. So fairly solid ratings there. Um, This is what uh, the official description uh, has to say about this particular beer. This delightfully delectable. Ooh, I love the alliteration. (laughs) With a name like Wiley Withers, I'm attracted to alliterations like deliciously delectable. Oh, oh, it it goes on. Delightfully delectable, palate-pleasing refreshment. Is an 8% hazy IPA that is is a face-melting assemblage of cashmere, citra, and strata hops. This super vegan elixir will knock your vegan socks off. It's like a wizard transported you to a majestic tropical island, bursting with flavors of pineapple, orange, creamsicle, underlying lime, and coconut. This decidedly dope, supremely crushable treat 
is now available at Society's Outpost. This is a limited release, so come snag the bejesus out of this canned beverage. I'd buy it just for the description, frankly. I know, it sounds wonderful. How's it taste in there, Kamish? That's smooth. Oh, good. Doesn't taste like it's eight percent. Tastes like you know it's. Uh, it doesn't have that kind of awkward uh, bitterness a lot of the hazies have. Like it's more of just a. You should actually get the flavors out of it, if nice. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty good. And it's got kind of a weird kind of old school. I mean, I don't yeah. know what kind of artwork this is. It's trippy. But um, it could be the front of a '50s vehicle. It could be also be like I don't know the grill of a radio. I don't know, but it's pretty damn good either way. So. Huh. I give that one a, a solid. I mean, both Modern Times and Society are two of the breweries that I say I've never had a bad beer from, and uh, I'm, I was stoked when I found that they were actually having a collab together, and I was really, really interested in trying this out. And I recommend, if you get the chance, Banish Madness, Double Hazy IPA. Nice, excellent. Coley, what um, you got going? I've got a really, really cool local one, especially if you're a basketball fan. Um, Tarantula Hill and Topa Topa did a collab and it's a hazy double IPA it's called in the refrigerator it's a tribute to the Lakers Chick Hearn and Kobe Bryant oh nice it's get this 8.24% alcohol oh nice alcohol. awesome 8 and 24 are Kobe's numbers that's amazing is the, that not like the most badass thing ever the details in like that just make me way happier than it should I right? love right that's why that. I was like oh my gosh I have two of these left in my fridge I have to do one so um, this says Tarantula Hill takes on Topa Topa in a hazy double IPA double header. They win the tip. That means they get the ball to start the fourth quarter. No matter where you were when the game started at tip off, this legendary voice of LA sports could ignite your imagination and make you feel like you had killer seats for a star studded night on Figueroa or Manchester. You could close your eyes and see it all, gloriously and masterfully painted by his words. The dazzling dunks, the cleanest kicks, the forum blue and gold, and the court fit for a king or queen. This man wasn't just a narrating. Sorry, this man wasn't just narrating a game. He was forging new language that was worthy of the Showtime era. With this world's eye view, our hearts and minds were practically sitting outside to honor his eloquence and legacy. We brought Topa Topa Brewing Company to our home court to brew a hazy double IPA that speaks to, to how one voice spoke to many of us here in Southern California. The door is closed, the light's out, the eggs are cooling, the butter's getting hard, and the jello's jiggling. Ladies and gentlemen, this beer is in the refrigerator. Nice. <laughs> so, That's some classic chick hernism there at the end. Yeah, sure. isn't that fantastic? So um, the top hits, I guess, are for their hops. Oh, sorry, it says hop hits, not top hits. The can's a little condensation. It's hard to read. Um, Galaxy, Strata, and Vic Secret. And their malt lineup is two-row, pale wheat, flaked wheat, and rolled oats. Nice. And... Um, yeah, so this, like I said, was a very local collab for us. Let me take a quick sip. Hmm. I get like a lot of tropical from it. The finish is pretty clean, slight bitter linger, but it has that like pillowy kind of hazy feel. Whoa. There you yeah, go. I don't get... That's a good description right there, pillowy. I, don't, pillowy. I never would have thought of that. I Thank love you. It. Love it. All in all, it's a great beer. Um... I'm really glad, actually, uh, Tug Jones from the Unfiltered Gentleman was able to pick me up a four-pack when he Gentleman. was there. He hit me up and was like, hey, I'm getting this. I was like, no, you're getting two. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Nice. So Sweet shout to out to him for getting that for me. It's a fucking phenomenal beer. Like, hey, make sure to get one for yourself, too. <laughs> yeah, right, sucker. 
right? Damn. Have you yeah. tried that one, Wiley? I have not. I, in fact, I haven't even heard of it. Well, I have. Actually, no. I take that back. I, I did a photo shoot with Otter at um, Tarantula Hill for the uh, latest. By the way, go on boozeleague.com. You can uh, find out what Otter thinks the the breweries you need to know for summer of 2021 oh. uh, Memorial Day edition are. So go check that out. But when I was there, I saw like um, a prototype can or something, or, or and I'm like, oh, look, a liquor can. I didn't really look too much into it. Um, turns out it was going to be something pretty cool from yeah. what Coley well, says. Yes. So um, I have one left if you want to come over sometime and try it. Or if we go to your house, I'll bring it. It's delicious. Yeah, please do. It's great. There you go. Down. I heard that they were going to do a Dodger one, too. So Topa, so, okay. So Tarantula Hill released this one. Yeah. And Topa Topa released the Dodger one that was uh, also a collab yeah. with Tarantula Hill. I was Hill. looking for that one. I should have maybe gone over there. That would have been cool if I would have gotten that. Couldn't that one it, we tried to get to, and it sold out like instantly. Like we couldn't oh, yeah. get it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was tough. Honestly, it was hard finding a collab for me. I like, and I was in and out of liquor stores a lot the last couple of weeks. I like literally went into almost a hundred liquor stores. The main thing was a lot of them the code dates were just super old on like some pretty epic collabs that I've heard over, and like some of them like, oh man, I haven't heard of that in a while, and it's still sitting there. So <laughs> buyer yeah, beware, the dude. Release. <laughs> Read those code dates on the bottom of your can, man. Um, so yeah, that's well, a good rule of thumb, everybody out there. Write that shit down. Yeah. Take a look. Dude, your your at palate the dates. will thank you, and your wallet will thank yeah. you too. This beer's too expensive to be buying a twenty dollar four pack that's like was made in two thousand nineteen. <laughs> this beer is so meant to be drinking disgusting. fresh though even a couple months dude like this when I, I i ended up going with the topa topa pink boots collaboration um i thought for one i mean i was looking forward to this beer i haven't tried this bat this year's batch yet and uh in light of everything that's going on too that you guys touched on your last podcast as well um so i thought it would be cool to try this one out and like it's amazing it's super uh velvety and smooth um I let like a sip just kind of linger and uh, a few minutes later I was getting like some serious apricot notes and all kinds of like very like just kind of stone fruit. I don't know, it was delicious. It's an amazing beer. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to take a break off of beer and I was looking for a collab that was like just a seltzer or a kombucha or a cider and it was that was even harder. That was even like harder to find that. <laughs> um, so I ended up going with this one. It was uh, brewed at the end of March. It still has legs. It still tastes great. Um, I would imagine it would have tasted phenomenal probably right then and there fresh off the teat. But hey, this is what we're working with. Um, highly suggested. I've seen these around too. So if you do see a four pack of this Topa Topa Pink Boots brew, give it a whirl. Um, I have some uh, some numbers here too. Let's see. Who did they collab with on it? Or is it just Uh, Pink Boots and them? It's just the Pink Boots Society. Kind of like what you did at 14 Cannons. At 14? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, the Pink Boots Society went to Topa and they they brewed. They have like, um, I believe they have their like hops and stuff that they've kind of like squared away for themselves. Different like ingredients that kind of set them apart. Yeah, that's what we used was the certain hops. It was what Yakima Chief uh, supplied it or something, I think. Correct. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. cool. Nice. Um, so this came in at 6.5%. Alcohol? Alcohol. Alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Um, it, says, it says no IBUs on there. So at least I love that it just says no IBUs. It doesn't keep you guessing. Uh, 3.52 uh, is the rating on it. So um, shit, only 21 ratings though. So. Wow. Oh, damn. Yeah, limited. I couldn't even ratings. find mine. So. Wow. So that's cool. Um. Yeah. Give it a whirl. Honestly, I would. I would definitely. This would. This is a very enjoyable beer. I was stoked on picking it up. 
and uh, I'm uh, stoked that pretty much it's going to be the last beer I'm going to drink, hopefully, for a while. So just trying to take a little at break. At least you got man. a good one. Yeah, at least I got a good one. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Oh. I was going to take a step back occasionally. That's dude, sure. this on, like, the caloric level is just ridiculous, dude. Like, I've been drinking so many beers, and it's just unnecessary. <laughs> right now, dude. Totally, dude. Like, I just need to take a little break, pump the brakes on that. I am a dumb. It is on untapped. Oh, yeah. What did it come up? Uh, it came up at a 4.13. Yeah, there you go. Whoa. Also, also no IBUs. And um, oh, 91 ratings, it says. Oh, okay. There you go. That's on uh, That's on your the fridge one? Yeah. I thought oh. I couldn't find I didn't put the brewery. I just was like in the refrigerator beer and like nothing came up. And I was like, damn it. And then I realized I should probably put the brewery. I just put Topa Topa instead of Tarantula Hill. And that's like, well, good for you. Go drink some. Yeah, yeah. it came up. Uh, but it did come up under Tarantula Hill in collab with Topa Topa. So, yeah. Nice. What did you say? It's a 4.1 what? 4.13. Damn. Yeah, that has a really good rating. Oh, freaking Coley uh, won uh, this round, I, I, I would oh, say. Yeah, well, cheers, guys. Thanks. Smashed. Cheers, everybody. It's time to go pro with your bad habit. Booze League Radio. I guess if I won that round, I can get into my uh, segment on the 13 best summer beers to drink in 2021. Nah. They give. No, you're like next. <laughs> Boring. <kidding>. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Um, some of these are like classics. They're not all craft, but it's literally like pilsners to new craft IPAs, like all this stuff, right? So, I mean, a summer beer really can be any style as long as it's crisp and refreshing and makes you never want to go back inside, right? Just stay in the pool in. or on there the beach go. or Floating. wherever. Yeah. You know, and, and good summer beers are typically like low ABV, they're crisp and balanced, their flavor should be able to stand up but not overwhelm foods that you're going to pair them with because I feel like you do a lot of snacking Oh, when yeah. you're outside drinking. So it's Hop out like of the pool, go grab yourself a quick little bit of cheese and cracker or whatever. <laughs> like yeah. Wing ding or thing. Yeah, oh, come back God. In. That, that queso dip that Liz brought this last weekend. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. That was oh, a, so a little good. spicy. I had any of that. I like. Oh, you didn't? You missed out. It was delicious. So. I think like I a buffalo out, yeah. cheese dip or Ooh, something. That sounds good. Sounds well, good no, now. Shannon made buffalo chicken dip. Oh, oh did I miss the other cheese dip? Too. And Liz Damn. brought. We brought it out. It was like in a like a tin. Yeah. I oh, I, I did that. miss that one. Somehow. Oh, it I think was I was playing good. cornhole. Oh, probably. It was cornhole it was really good. Probably some corns. So our <laughs> best. Tossing some dad's bags. Tossing some dad bags. The best overall, they picked Allagash White, which is a solid beer. Yeah. It's a Belgian style wheat Isn't beer, it? and it's only five point two percent. That's cool. It's a really yeah. popular beer. I feel like I some mean, people would. I'm not people. a wheat beer. Yeah, a lot of people love. I'm that not a wheat beer. beer guy, but a lot of people really love Allagash White, and I think I mean, especially up in the Northeast, it's wild like to me. probably yeah. really big. I'm not a huge wheat beer person either. Like I don't really, I don't like hefts very much. It's really hard for me to drink with them. But uh, Allagash White's solid for me. I, I yeah. enjoy it. Interesting. The best macro, Miller High Life. Oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> it's only 4.6. Super sessionable, guys. Uh, it's oh, just so sweet. It, like, that's a <laughs> so hangover gross. just waiting to happen for me. It's like the yeah, sweetest it's really beer ever. High Life. It sounds oh, so nasty. Um, best craft, they have Revolution Rosa Hibiscus Ale. And um, it's only 5.8%. Hmm. I guess it comes out of Illinois. Alcohol. 
it's uh, it's not summer in Chicagoland until Revolution's Rosa Hibiscus hits the shelves. So there you go. Revolution like Brewery a... is really good. Really? We, uh, Firestone did a collab with them, and it was insane. Yeah, it was really oh, good. And man. then they were at the in, they were at the Whatchamahoozie when I went. When I worked at, at the Invitational. Oh, I love the old Watchamahoozie. Oh, uh, the, the Invitational. Invitational. We love the old Watchamahoozie, too, then. <laughs> yeah, well, it says, um, it's true to its name and color. Drinkers of this ale claim it tastes like everything from berries to tart citrus and hibiscus flowers. So, Whoa. yeah. Well, then. Uh, the best light is called Night Shift Nightlight, and it looks like Light Bright on the can. It's actually pretty cute. Oh, nice. I loved my Light Bright. It's only a 4.3%. So that's a nice one. There you go. Best session is a Rheingeist Little Bubs. Oh, Little Bubs. Little Bubs. It's 4.7%. Um, tasting of apple, sugar, and peach. So that sounds kind of nice. Like, I guess kind of like a lower ABV of their cousin, like, Bubbles Rosé. So it's, like, similar oh. to that kind of. Wow. Bubbles, like, from uh, Trailer Park Boys? I don't know what that is. Bubbles. That's to do with the glasses and the kittens. He's always <laughs> yeah, fixing the shopping glasses. carts. Oh, shoot. I don't know if I've seen Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> You'd think living in Simi Valley, I would have or something, right? Right. Well, they're they're Canada. It's like, I don't oh. know what's up with me and Canadian sitcoms, but between that and Letterkenny, for some reason, <laughs> I was just more thinking amused. Trailer oh, Park I, is, yeah, letter, Joe is Letterkenny says, good? Letterkenny's awesome. Okay. Letterkenny is freaking hilarious. I'll check it out. Well worth watching. I, I highly recommend if you guys haven't watched Letterkenny. Just go watch the <laughs> You'll find yourself saying a lot of this stuff from the show. Like, it's actually brilliantly written uh, with a lot of old slang that flies out of their mouth at 100 miles an hour. Like, it's pretty entertaining. Okay. Nice. So, anyways. All right. All right. No worries. Uh, best sour, Westbrook Key Lime Pie Goza. I'm, I'm here for it. I mm. love Key Lime I Pie. I would try that. I think sure. that sounds amazing. And it's only 4%. I'd say, give me two. Give me two. <laughs> sounds great. <laughs> Best fruited is Fathead's Bumbleberry. Fathead's makes another appearance on the booze cast. What's up? I know, huh? There you go. 5.3%. Tasty notes of blueberry, malt, and honey. So that one sounds pretty Alcohol. good. Wow. Uh, best Radler, Steigel Radler. Oh, the Steigman. Do you know, Steigler? okay, the ABV on this is like laughable. It's like Little Dick Syndrome. It's like two or something, right? <laughs> It's 2%, Sandro. Good job. Yeah. No way, really. I'd rather just, like, I swear to God. Tiny rather... Dick Nick. <laughs> yeah, I'd honestly, yeah. No, I'd rather was just ha- drink, like, soda water. I know, right? I was out with. Or an um, N.A. I was out with my boss, and uh, there was a big old stack of it at Total Wine, and he's like, oh, Radler. He's like, have you ever had these? And I was like, nope. And he's like, well, when I was stationed in Germany, we used to drink the shit out of these things. I was like, oh, really? I was like, why? And he's like, well, they're pretty refreshing when it's hot, and they're only 2%. And I was like, are you kidding me? This is, like, a thing? This is, like, no. taking, really? Like, And he's like, I didn't make that big of a deal of it, but in my head, I was like, really? And, of course, <laughs> he's going to listen to this. So, Robert, here, thanks for letting me know about that. <laughs> oh, no. But, yeah, he was all That's into so it, low. dude. He was into it. I, I was blown away that it was that popular because, Coley, I'm with you at that point. I probably would just drink, like, a soda water or something, like, if I want. Or, like, an N.A. beer. Or, yeah, I don't what's know. the point? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like drinking Pellegrino next to someone taking shots. You <laughs> like, you're kind of, like, adjacent to booze, but not really booze, into booze. Booze adjacent? Yeah. Booze adjacent, <clears throat> you know. Maybe. I, mean, I just feel I don't like know. at 2%. Yeah. I mean, not that I drink to get drunk, but I mean, I also don't Holy drink. Right. I also, <laughs> I on. also do not drink to get sober. Uh, that was touche. that was my point. Well said. But I'm not gonna waste calories on a two percent beer. Right. Is also it seems my like there's point. a lot of calories in it with the juice to waste on a two yeah. percent beer. 
Yeah, exactly. Because it said there's like grapefruit, bread, and sugar are like the no. tasting notes that you get. So yeah, bread, yeah. huh? Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. I know. Uh, the best dark they have. You need a Baba Black Lager. I have never had this, but it sounds really oh, good. Oh yeah, that's actually really good. I Who makes that? that one? Um, you, you, it's Uinta, uh, like oh okay, yeah. U I N T A. Oh yeah, like sorry, I said it. You need it. It's Uinta. Yeah, that's it. Um, I think sorry. they're from Utah. Remember they correctly. are Utah. Mm-hmm. Utah. Give me two. Nice. And it's only 4% as well. And it's espresso, chocolate, and malt. So, yeah, really you know, good. I'm like a total freak. And I love dark beers even in the summer. So, if they're low ABV, sign me the hell up. So, <laughs> I was go. pretty excited about that. Nice. Back as the uh, the craft beer uh, craze started happening back 2013, probably, um, my ex worked for a craft beer bar. Oh. Or, well, craft beer restaurant that they had a lot of craft beer there. And so she'd bring home samples, and that's where I, I got that. I'm like, ooh, what is this? And, dude, ever since then, every time I see Uinta or however you say it, I'm like, oh, yeah, dude, they probably make some good beer. Because that was my introduction. That was one of the very first craft craft beers that I knew it was craft beer that I was having. That's a nice. super good beer. Wow. Excellent. Damn. Uh, best lager they chose Victoria. It's uh, region is Mexico. It's 4.4. Oh, yeah. yeah, just really You guys ever drinker. had that? I don't think I have, and I've had a lot of like I've had a lot of Mexican import beers too because yeah, we hit a I lot have. of hole in the wall spots. It's okay. <laughs> Honestly, my favorite is just like a really cold soul when I'm hungover with like a breakfast burrito or a bean and cheese burrito at like mm-hmm. you know nine and ten in the morning. Nice. Just give me a cold soul and that I'm like sold. Pop it open and, and eat <laughs> some burrito. Right. Best ale. Eh, eh. Best Wiley's ale. Wiley's going to be excited. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. What's up now? So I don't need to that get that That was a great, excited, but... great, great song yeah, for it. Was Wiley's perfect. pumped. He is. Well, that was his pale choice last week. So I mean, it, dude, it's a good I had one. one today. I had one today for lunch. So great. Mm. Again, like... Every time I drink one now, I'm like, wow, that does not taste like what I remember it from. That's so funny. Back in the day. Like, yeah. it's crazy how your palate does actually change. My friend was visiting her parents who live, like, a couple doors down from me. And she was walking the dog, and she saw Nick and I outside. So she came over, and she was, you know, talking to me. And I, she was telling me that um, she had tried Sierra Nevada again. She's like, I, I don't know why I never really got into them. They're, they're craft. You know, they're local enough that they're California. She's like, I really love... They have, like, this sour, and I'm like, oh, wild little thing? I have one in the fridge. Do you want one? So we ended up, like, having a beer together, and Aww. it was cute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's beer bonding. Cool. Sierra Nevada. Hey, I know. So great. Can I give you a sad little fact about Sierra Nevada right now? Absolutely. Just real quick, speaking of summer. Sure. Because it's appropriate for this segment. Yes. I found out that this year, Sierra Nevada will no longer be releasing the Summerfest beer. What? Right? I Why? was so mad. I Last year, it just didn't sell. Like, it just didn't, you know, they're they're doing other things. So Well, you know, even thinking about, like, their mixed packs at Costco, because that's what we bought a lot last year. It had, like, Torpedo, Beer, I don't know if it had Beer Camp, but it had Pale. And it didn't, it may have had Wild Little Thing for their Sour, but it didn't even have their Summerfest as, like, one of the three or four beers in there. Dude, I, I that's... Of all the, I'd say I probably drink more of that Sierra Nevada. That's probably the the most brew of Sierra Nevada that I've had. Like that <laughs> particular beer. Yeah. Uh, and like, so it's tradition. Oh, summer time for uh, Summerfest, and then when October rolls around, whatever Oktoberfest are putting out is usually really good. 
Since uh, Firestone, uh, Oktoberfest is not widely available, Sandro. We'll see what happens. You can put in a word at the top. Well, like like Coley said, or like you said, no one's buying it um, last year, and that's why they discontinued it. It's the same thing with our marketing team. Anything that has a season, summer, October, yeah. anything that's like winter, anything like that, the consumer doesn't want it. It does. They don't want It's like a weird thing. And then if... Or they only want it in a certain window, and after that window, it's basically just sitting there. No one's gonna buy it. It's just all I mean? dead so, beer, basically. Yeah, yeah. which is it's, crazy. Yeah, it's another thing. Another thing for dead beer. The dead beer segment. <laughs> but um, well, I it's think unfortunate. Like, summer is like Memorial Day through like past Labor Day in California. It's like hot sure. until October here. So, right. so I mean, for Sierra Nevada, where they're you know their home um, spot is California. Right. They got like a five month window for Summerfest. It's like summer five months out of the year here, if not more. Dude, it's tradition oh. for me to buy a it's... shitload of Summerfest. Gosh, I can tell you, I've probably never had a Summerfest before. I don't know. It's kind of like you guys are It's exactly the kind language. of beer that I like. I <laughs> that's kind of cool. A light pale almost, I would say. Nice. There you go. Super okay. good. Yeah. No. Anyways, sorry. sorry. I didn't mean to, to no derail worries. everything. I just had to get that off my chest. That's okay. We're here to talk <laughs> about better. beer and listen. Uh, best wheat, Great Lakes, Holy Moses. Holy and there's like a picture of him on it, like with his arms up. Moses. <laughs> That's perfect. Spreading Party the Great water. Lakes. It's yeah. Whoa. It's from, it's from Ohio. Yeah, Great Lakes Brewing in Ohio. Five point four percent. Well, I need that one more time. Holy Moses. All right, I feel better. That was perfect. Oh my god. Seriously. <laughs> I've been um, waiting to use that drop for like the last four that's years. That's the first time I've used that <laughs> since we did the segment on that lady. So. <laughs> so I think it was like a year ago at this point, but oh, it's just yeah. so good. Uh, best IPA, Main Beer Company Lunch. It's 7%, which is Alcohol. like higher than most sessionable beers, but. Yeah, I felt for a company lunch, you're probably trying to stay under six, but, I, you know, maybe that's just me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. And that was uh, the last one. So, a quick note about that one. It says, Main Beer Co. Lunch is a well-balanced IPA that pleases beer geeks as well as your average beer lover. It's a showstopper of an IPA. What? 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 <laughs> what? I feel like I'm getting called to average. How dare oh. you. Oh. Well, I mean, the your red cup did not show average this weekend. <laughs> no, Big Dick Nicks did not. I don't know if any of you were oh. following uh, Booze League on Instagram, but you got to see Big Dick Nicks red solo cup that was decorated. <laughs> you know, we do what we can here. We're 12. Well, uh, it's me again. <laughs> so, yeah, go try these 13 beers for summer. The, this article listed them the best. It was written by Sarah Freeman and updated on April 7th, 2021. All right. Go forth Boom. and buy some summer beers. Summer beer oh, and enjoy. Yeah. Oh, can I add one thing really fast that I am super excited about? I think it's going to make me, like, my hot girl summer. Like, a I'm sorry, it's, it's hot Tom T. Hall shit summer. It, <laughs> that's right, and it's it's going along with that uh, premise. H-T-T-H summer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dill pickered, oh my god, I can't even talk. Dill pickle flavored hard seltzer. I beg girl. Mm. Are, you, are you seriously into that? Well, know you know I love to drink pickle juice when I'm hungover. Uh, that's true. I don't... And I love pickles. And I guess it started out as an April Fool's Day joke in 2020, and now it's becoming a real product. Uh, Brewmate, the drinkware company, and Crook and & Marker, a spiked beverage company, have teamed up to make it a reality with the afternoon Dill Light. Get it? D-I-L-L, uh, Dill Light. 
hard pickle there. seltzer that combines your love of pickles and boozy sip. That wow. sounds very interesting. I just want to say I'm here for it. I would like, try one. I'd buy one. Yeah, we're going to need a follow-up on that. We're going to need to uh, well, bring that a, into the fold. Each can has 100 calories, zero and 100 sugar, pickles. and 5%. 100 pickles? I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I'm I'm like I am excited. Like there has never been a better crafted drink for myself. I'm just that's I just want to throw that out there. Literally I hope it doesn't taste like garbage. That sounds like a well, good hopefully name it has for the same band. properties that you. Was that Sandra? The liquid pickle. It's either a name of a band or my new bar that I'm going to open up. What is oh, the liquid, liquid pickle? Liquid pickle. Dude, I saw them when they played at the Roxy and supported their first album. They were great. Their it'll second o- album was it'll only be open from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. On Fridays, <laughs> oh we're gonna God, make our so... nut. We're gonna make our nut that time. <laughs> You've been to the Liquid Pickle? No, you can only go there like you know, like for like four hours though. A week. It's that oh, expensive. No. Wait. You have so to they're... enter through the pickle jar. <laughs> there they're... you go. Oh my God. <laughs> you guys, the brands are not revealing when the delicious seltzer will be available, but we do know it's happening this summer. The only problem here is that Crook and Marker will only be making. 10,000 12 packs available. So Whoa. by signing up for more information, you'll get details on when they drop the pack. Well, where the fuck can I sign up? See, Sandra, that's your same philosophy. <laughs> They're only open between 11 p.m. and 2 a.m. <laughs> on Friday for 10,000 packs. You, people will go. They want it. You know I'm going to try to get this. Like, I, oh, my God. I'm going to sign up. I'm, if there's, like, a lottery to play and win, I'm going to be like, sign me up. I'm going to tag friends. Get ready to be tagged, guys. I'm, I'm winning this, this tag it pickle up. seltzer. All right, off we go. Okay, sorry. Thanks for letting me get that in. That's very important to me, and it's it's very important news. Hey, it's important you get your pickle in. You got to slide Thank the pickle you. in. Booze League Radio. All right, you guys ready for uh, speaking of pickles? Actually, there's no pickles in my news. But you guys ready for some news? <laughs> I was gonna say that would be a hell of a segue, right? I mean, that'd be like pickle a, truck you know? falls <laughs> over into a fucking brewery or some shit. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> Spanning the globe to bring you all the news that's fit to booze to, this is the Booze Line News. KBCE, Booze League Radio. All right, so there is a bit of a segue there, uh, going from seltzer into the first story we have for news. Non-alcoholic beer maker Athletic Brewing raises $50 million. Athletic Brewing has raised has raised fifty million dollars in Series C's. Ser- oh my lord, and have a Series ER. We're on the C's. Like not even a single letter. Um, <laughs> in Series C funding, led by Alliance Consumer Growth and existing investor TRB Advisors, this brings Athletic's total funding to seventy million dollars. It'll use that funding to construct its third brewery, a manufacturing facility in Connecticut, to support East Coast expansion. Athletic Brewing used its first funding round to build its first brewery, second to purchase a facility down in San Diego in 2020. Athletic says, we're seeing a surge in consumer demand and we're really hard pressed to meet it currently, so we're trying to lay for bricks, trying to lay for bricks for the future. It's not really the way you say that, but okay. According to the co-founder and CEO, Bill Schufelt, he pointed to Nielsen data showing that sales of non-alcoholic craft beer have grown 430% year over year, with Athletic claiming half of that segment. 
As you know, uh, and as we've talked about often on this show, consumers are increasingly opting for non-alcoholic beverages as part of a larger interest in health and wellness. Well, 430% nice. growth. Yeah, that's kind that's of year right over year. Around, that's huh? so crazy. That's kind of what White Claw experienced in 2018 like, to 19. Like, yeah. Suddenly, like, boom. Oh, yep. The White Claw shortage. You're going to tell our kids about the great White Claw shortage that we lived through. The great White Claw shortage? Uh, <laughs> you know what's funny is, like, thinking way back, like, way back to, like, the first or second draft of the Boozecast. It was back when uh, Otter was still the co-host and... We had a very good friend of mine as producer, producer Melman. We went through and sampled every single White Claw flavor that was available at the time before it was popular. Like, it just wasn't. We're like, that's yeah, cool. Okay. But, like, we had no idea. Like, you fast forward about a year and a half, two years, and it's like, Blow up. like, it's just insanity. Like, wow. I don't know. It's weird to look back on. Like, don't, I do not encourage anybody to go listen to that draft. It was terrible. Um, <laughs> we've gotten a lot better since that one. So, you know. Maybe just let that one rest. Yeah. Either way, I just think it's funny that it, it went to where it was. Blue up. Our second story of the day. Oklahoma lawmaker puts out a bounty for Bigfoot who totally lives in Oklahoma. Oklahoma State Representative Justin Humphrey announced yesterday that the state has put out a statewide $3 million bounty for the live capture of Bigfoot. Humphrey did clarify, we don't hunt Bigfoot. Nobody wants to harm Bigfoot. We're doing a live, humane capture. At least that's what he wants. The stated reason that Bigfoot lives in Oklahoma? There's a crew there shooting a Bigfoot documentary series primarily in a place called Honoba, Oklahoma, which is the site of the annual Bigfoot Festival and Conference. To be clear, Oklahoma didn't ask anybody if it could be Bigfoot country. It just kind of claimed it, which, I mean, America. That's kind of what you do. Interesting. That is really interesting. So head on out there and capture yourself some Bigfoot. It would be trippy if all of a sudden, like, someone, like, shows up with, like, Bigfoot or, like, some hairy uncle you have. (laughs) You know, funny funny that, because actually the next little point that I made on this story, Oklahoma's legal definition for Bigfoot is basically stinking hairy hominid of large build that can be as short as six feet tall so make sure if you're in oklahoma and you're over six feet and hairy or stinky just just bathe and shave just take care of yourself a little swarthy (laughs) yeah here's suit i think is the term for a bearded fellow as it were god damn it oh son of a you were so close i was so like dude I, i made it through what almost 40 minutes of this nonsense all right, so and this is actually my favorite news story of the day today. Uncle Nearest Whiskey. Have you guys heard of Uncle Nearest Whiskey? Mm-mm. No. Okay, well, Uncle Nearest Whiskey launches a fund for minority-owned spirits. Uncle Nearest Premium Whiskey, which is a brand honoring the legacy of the formerly enslaved man who taught Jack Daniel how to make whiskey, hmm. has announced the creation of a $50 million venture to invest in minority-founded and owned spirit brands. Wow. CEO Fawn Weaver founded what is now the best-selling African-American-owned and founded spirit brand in history four years ago after committing herself to telling the story of Nathan Nearest Green, who taught a young Jack Daniel how to make whiskey. And in fact, when Daniel later formed the Jack Daniel Distillery, near, Uncle Nearest, Mr. Green, was its first head distiller. 
So there's a little bit of history there as well, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, wow, that's way yeah. cool. In their news release, uh, they say that uh, this fund seeks to support rapidly growing black, indigenous, people of color, and female-owned spirit brands in creating their own legacies within a historically white-dominated industry. The announcement purposefully comes on the 100th anniversary of the Tulsa Race Massacre when oh. a white mob killed and injured hundreds of black people, looted their homes and businesses, and burned Tulsa's Black Wall Street to the ground, which is 35 blocks of city burned to the ground in a 24-hour period, which is just insanity. It was crazy. My favorite murder covered it, and it was nuts. What, and I think you guys might have some input on this, but I didn't really learn about that. It was not taught in any schools. I didn't learn about it until I was watching HBO's The Watchmen, the very first episode, took place during that. And I'm like, is this fiction? What is it like? Yeah. What is going on? Like there were planes dropping bombs, which apparently there were planes and shit going down. So apparently that might have happened. Like it just, Damn. I couldn't. And then I had to look it up and I was reading through the history. I'm like, oh my God, how do I, how did we not know about this? So I'm embarrassed to say I only learned about it last year. Um, you know, working from home, I listened to a lot of podcasts because I don't have to wear earbuds. I can just let them play. And my favorite murder covered it because people were killed. Oh. So with, yeah. you know, gotcha. so even though it wasn't, you know, like, a serial killer or anything it was people got killed and it was like a serious deal that they said people don't know about and i was i'm like i'm embarrassed but i didn't know about it because they don't teach it to you no they don't so um yeah i learned about it like last year on my favorite murder and that's part of what blows me away is it just it's just not taught it's just like wait what this happened yeah. like you got to know it like it has to be taught it happened like yeah right gotta know this shit anyways um so uh, Weaver does say also, remember, she's the CEO and uh, founder, uh, Fawn Weaver. As an African-American, learning about that history broke my heart because we, as a people, were really onto something in Tulsa. We were lifting one another up and creating wealth within our own community and then showing others how to do it for themselves. We cannot go back and undo the past, but I do believe we have full power over our future. And that recreating a black Wall Street of sorts within the spirits industry is a great place to start. There you go. Which I think is awesome. Very nice. A lot of room for growth. I mean, oh, had, yeah. you know, I mean, how many days old were you when you learned that Uncle Nearest taught Jack Daniels how to yeah, uh, that's today. make today whiskey? Years old today. On that one. That's pretty cool. Right? Too, yeah. I mean, so. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that has been the news. Coley Wyman Sandro Alevalo The Booze Cast The whole collab thing kind of got me thinking um, I don't know, it's it's interesting man That's like one of the fun parts of the, the craft beer world Is that like you have these favorite craft breweries And they merge together And they just make these epic just beers that Sometimes they, they're cyclical. They make them once a year. Sometimes they're just one and done, and they're gone, and you enjoy them. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's just kind of like thinking back, like, shoot, one of – I love sour collabs. And, um, oh, me too. Good I don't call. know. Yeah, I mean, there's just – God, there's, there's so many. Like, it's really hard to, hard to pick. Um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, if you guys can think of any of your guys' favorite collabs, like, that, uh, that come to mind, mine's 
honestly, just because Firestone, I would get a lot of access, but they did a Leafman collab, and it's called Big Mood, and it's a sour, and if you ever have a chance to try it, it's so delicious, and it's uh, it's so easy to drink because it's just an epic sour, but then it's like super high ABV, too, so you drink a couple of those, and you're feeling it. You're feeling pretty good. A little. A little. <laughs> So, uh, you know, in thinking about that, I thought uh, come together with this like fun little game here where basically I'm going to like say two breweries to see and two breweries and a beer. And uh, you guys are basically going to tell me fact or fiction whether or not these two breweries came together to make this beer or not. So, Can yeah. we say Pulp Fiction if it's like a really, really hazy beer? <laughs> it's, a, it's a Pulp That might be the new style of beer right there, Wiley. You might be onto <laughs> something, pulp dude. Fiction. A little Pulp yeah, exactly. So, I uh, think it right to the heart. I want to say I remembered my favorite collab. It was oh, Firestone nice. and Three Floyds, and I think it was something with oh, a rooster God. or a hen. Yeah, I, I had that. that. Yep, it was uh, Foghorn and Leghorn. Foghorn and Leghorn. Old Leghorn. Leghorn. Old Leghorn. Yes. Old Leghorn. Yeah. Yeah. That was amazing. Oh, my God. Good call that, on that one. Because Foghorn you. was uh, made by someone else, and then, if I remember correctly, Three Floyds and Firestone did a collab called Old Leghorn yes. to follow up it. on what the original was. And it's funny because my favorite collab was a Firestone one as well between Firestone and Surly Brewing, Ooh, nice. which was just, I don't remember the name, but I had it back before there was a, even a tap room up in Paso Robles. It was just like a little yeah. quote unquote, it wasn't even a visitor center really. It was like a little yeah. like four or five taps and you can get a, like a bowl of pretzels or something yep, like it was sure. that's old nothing there and it was super super that's the first time i've ever heard of surly first time i've been there I, like I, the first time i went to the bathroom at that firestone location is like willy wonky you walk in all the beers getting like canned and shit and you're just like whoa blew my mind so before nick sprayed the bathroom on this not that bathroom not that bathroom Oh, yes, boy. the Firestone Day Massacre. The St. Firestone happened. Day Massacre. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. Well, it's me again. All right. Sandra, well, Firestone, Firestone, sorry, definitely sorry, does, uh, Firestone definitely does play well with others um, when it comes to collabs, especially. So, okay. Well, let's start this game up. Can we get a little bit of a game music in the background there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Um, do, 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 do. I'll probably put that in uh, in post. Oh, is that is that post? All right, thanks. Buddy. Only because it's going to have to keep going. I so appreci- I appreciate. But here, here's you. what it, here's what it sounds like, just so you know. <laughs> so this will probably be like. Fired up, dude. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> okay. Is that good? Cool. I thought would you rather like a little more game showy? Would you rather? There we go. There, that's the one. Okay, so first in the craft collabs. Well, I'm going to say the breweries and the beer. And then you're going to tell me fact or fiction, and you guys each have a chance. Um, then we're going to keep score, and we're going to make this thing work here. All right? Wait, are we keeping score? Uh, yeah, you guys want to keep score? I can keep score. If I, like. You know what? I'll keep score. Are you keeping score? <laughs> I, got a, I got a few things going on here. So let's see. I got C for Coley, W for Wiley Q Withers, and third Esquire. There okay. There you go. Nice. Good I'm job ready. getting that uh, law degree there. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, I do yeah. like that. That's cool. All right. I changed so my for- middle name to Q. Q-U-E-U-E. All right. So first one's Dogfish Head in Sierra Nevada, a beer called Life and Limb. Fact or fiction? Fact. Coley goes I'm with saying, fact. I'm saying fiction. Ooh, Coley gets this one. It's a fact. Oh, Life and so Limb is a 10% strong dark ale uh, with maple syrup. Sounds delightful. So I don't know. Yeah. Limb, Some of these, yeah, it. we'll see how it I goes. It. I'm glad. All right. So we're off to Coley with one. Uh, let's see. How about Stone and Alesmith, Gregarious Nature? 
fact. Okay. Fiction. Oh, it looks like we're tied up here. Gregarious Nature IPA comes in at 7%. What's up yeah. now? So here we go. All right. Hey, look, a game. look at that. Look at a good old Firestone Walker showing up here in my game. So Firestone Walker and the brewery uh, collabing to make Hydra Cuvée. Fact or fiction? I'm saying fiction. Cole? I'll go fiction as well. You're smart too because it's a collab, but it's with Flying Dog, not with the brewery. So Firestone Walker and the Flying Dog came together with the Hydra Cuvée Ale at 10%. So we both get a point for that? Yeah, you guys both get a point for that. Good job. What's up? Okay. Okay. So uh, next one is Boulevard and Olipop Brewery make the head rush. Fact. Didn't you? Oh, she sounded really confident when she said that. Yep. I'm going to step on the other side. I'm going to say fiction. You're smart too, Wiley, because Olapop is a soda company. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a craft soda company, um, which seemed kind of cool, but we're here for beer. So, no. And Head Rush, I totally Suck made that up. That. <laughs> I've never heard of a beer called Head Rush Great. before. So, so there you go. <laughs> so, what Damn are we it. at now? Uh, I'm up three to two. Okay. All right. Here we go. Next. Carl Strauss and Russian River, New California. Fact. Fiction. Uh, ooh, Coley gets this one. I was really surprised, honestly, no that way. Carl, Carl Strauss, Strauss and Russian River <laughs> yeah. did a collab. New California IPA coming at six point five percent, which no to me shit. is wild, dude. It's just like two ends of like the beer industry in California that I don't know if I'm missing wow. something, but yeah, it was a weird one to me, dude, for sure. I'd try it. I mean, yeah. I've, I've got no beef with, yeah. with Carl Strauss beers. If I see it or not, I'll pick one up. But, I mean, honestly, other than that, it's, it seemed kind of interesting. Was it going to be yeah. in, in code? Yeah. <laughs> How long ago was it? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good question. Um, okay, let's uh, keep on going here. i got a few more. How about Fieldwork and Pure Project making Merkley? Holy, what do you think? Fact or fiction? Oh, man. Who was the other one besides Pure Project? Fieldwork and Pure Project. I'll just go Merkley. with fact. Okay. Fact. I'm going with fact as well. Good. You would be smart too because Merkley is an 8.5% IPA. You're um, tied up at four. All right. New Glory Craft Brew and Whole Heart Brewery. They have something silly called the Glory Hole Stout. Is this fact? Uh. Or fi and Hole is spelled W-H-O-L-E. Is that fact or fiction? I'm saying fiction. I want to go with fact because you specified how it was spelled. <laughs> I know. It's totally fiction. There's no uh, whole heart brewery. <laughs> there is a, there's a new glory brewery, and it made me think of this for some reason. So is it new found glory? <laughs> 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 so new new glory brew, craft brew is real. Whole heart brewery is not real. And glory whole stout, spelled W-H-O-L-E, is not a real beer. <laughs> Damn, Sandro, you had me going with the spelling. I'm impressed, Mr. Game Show host. See, that's oh, why I didn't good. trust it. I'm like, so I went on too much detail. A little too that. much detail? I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, but here we go. On oh. the whole... Pretty good. Yeah. Hole. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So I met eight. I did twelve. You guys, let me know if you guys, when you guys want to stop here or keep on going. What's our score? 
Uh, it is five to four. I think we're good. Ooh, we can go okay. ahead and move. Keep on. it going. Okay. So how about Noble oh, Ale Works? Oh damn! I meant we're okay. Oh, you guys are good. <laughs> Wiley wants to win. Because Wiley's it. winning. That's why. So. Oh, we go ahead and wrap man. it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> okay. Noble Ale Works at Made West with Punch Out. Fact. We're going with fact on that one. Ooh, it's fiction. What? Yeah. You son of a oh, yeah. bitch. They didn't do, it was Noble Ale Works and um, it wasn't Made West. Shoot, sorry, my editor's going to get in trouble for not putting the right brewery. Uh, but yeah, Punch Out is a Noble Ale Works collab. Sorry, right at this moment, I uh, technical difficulty. I don't know what the brewery is, but it's not Made West. Uh, <laughs> okay, still 5 4. Going into it, uh, Magnify Brew and Mumford got your coquita. Fact. Is the name of the beer. Yeah, I'm going with fact on that. Yeah, and smart too. Got your coquito. I don't coquita. see you making that shit up. Yeah, right? <laughs> got your coquito oh. is a horchata style milkshake IPA at 8%. Oh, yum. Oh <laughs> that doesn't God. sound like, yeah, I don't know about that. But uh, yeah, I don't good. know if I'm, I'm down for that. Okay. I'll have another. <laughs> All right. So uh, so that's uh, five to four now? Is that no, no. Uh, six, six to six, five. Six to five. Okay. Six to five. All right. How about Sand City Brew and Pizza Port coming up with the Sandy Clam? Fiction. <laughs> Fiction. <laughs> That sounds like a Sandra original. I had to throw that in there. I mean, dude. <laughs> when I heard Sandy City Brew, that's like all I thought of. I was like, okay, what a chance. Nice <laughs> the Sandy Clam. <laughs> the, wouldn't you order a, a nice pint of the Sandy Clam? Oh, I sure would. As I'm like, you know, adjusting my bathing suit. <laughs> oh, change. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Um, how about Alpine and Green Flash? The Fist Bump. I feel like that's a fact. Ooh, yeah. You know what? I'm going out on a limb. I'm going to say fiction. Ooh, you're smart too, Wiley, because in fact, Alpine and Green Flash did have a collab, but it's called Handshake. Not this one. Oh my God, you dirty devil. <laughs> you are the dirtiest devil to ever walk this planet. Oh man. That's actually like, that was a pretty like low key. That's, I kind of like didn't like, it was, it was so perfect. Is why I'm like, uh, probably <laughs> yeah. not. Questions are like the goddamn SAT. Yeah, those two like are like. Where they're yeah. like true keep or you false, and night. you're like, it seems to be true because you know it's true that they collabed, but the name that they collabed is wrong, and you're like, oh, that's totally God. true, and then you get your SAT back, and you're like, oh, it was false. Man. All right, well, last one for shits and giggles. I have another Firestone Walker. It's a Firestone and Weldworks Raspberry Lemonade Milkshake. Fiction. Fact. fact. It's actually a fact, dude. They made a raspberry lemonade milkshake IPA at 6.5%. When? Stats, yeah. please. Yeah, no, here. I'll, uh, <laughs> let me jump on here because I was very... Coley, very don't believe it. No. Let's see here. I couldn't lose by five. Oh, I'm sorry, need, by three. Okay, so three. Just here it is on untapped. Um, where's the date on there? It is on. Well, what's what's the rating? Was it good? Yeah. Um. People said 4.06 out of oh, a little over okay. 1,400 yeah. ratings. No IBUs. 6.5 percent. IPA Alcohol. milkshake. Yeah. How about that. I feel like I've heard of that one, which is why I was like, fact. They like did this with a lot of breweries. They did it with like you name it, dude. They like Casa Agria, Voodoo, Liquid Mechanics, a bunch of people that I never heard of, Crooked Stave. 
Oh, I um, love Crooked Stave. They're in Colorado. Yeah, so. yeah the brewery. I mean, they did they did this batch with a lot of different people. And if you look at the can, it has all the logos on it, too. It's pretty cool. Huh. Yeah, it's interesting. So if you see it, I don't know if it's still in code or not. There's no date, but that commences Dro's game. Well, everyone out there in Booze League land, oh, listen to the Booze Cast. Nice. Um, let us know what your favorite collab is that you've had. You can find us on Instagram at Booze League. Uh, go ahead and text it if you want, 805-892-6116. Sandro Alevalo. Sandro Alevalo. Sandro Alevalo. The Booze Cast. So I read on the interwebs on Twitter, to be honest, a really, really good Guy Fieri fact <laughs> that I'm now going to share uh, with you. It's fun, little facts that you never knew. It's fun, little facts that we're gonna teach you. Food Network is paying Guy Fieri $80 million over three years. That's $26.6 million annually, which makes him the 15th highest paid player in the NFL. Whoa! The NFL Woo. is stuffing your face with great food. <laughs> right. All the way to Flavortown. The super duper weenie wagon. Um, so that means that he's actually getting paid more annually than the following players. Amari Cooper, Jalen Ramsey. OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr., Julio Jones, Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack, and the one and only Tom Brady. What? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, that right? Money. Fuck yeah, that's Just awesome. Just to go to Flavortown, eh? Just to go to Flavortown, riding the super duper weenie wagon. <laughs> hey yo. So let's talk. Uh, so <laughs> let's. I, so I ended up looking up more Guy Fieri facts. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> And I'll be honest, during the pandemic and everything else, I've had Guy Fieri on my TV all the freaking time. And I've actually really come to respect him and see what he does with the small, um, actual literally the diners, drivings, and dives and, and what he does for like putting out a lot of free advertising for these local places that often flourish because he actually has shows now where he goes back like eight years later to see what the effect was and whatever. And it's it's just free advertising like on a major platform for these little I places. I was so. going to say, the other Friday when Sarah came over, we did our face mask Friday. Not like wearing a face mask like pandemic, like <laughs> self-care face mask. Um, sorry, people will get We get confused. it, bukkake. It's yeah. cool. Yeah, sure. I like to call it kabuki, like the Japanese theater. <laughs> I get confused sometimes. That's happened before. Anyway, um, while our face mask was drying, I was like, oh, let's just put on TV. And I'm like, oh, let's put on Food Network. And it seemed like because of the pandemic, he had like three different food places. I guess they like overnighted him um, ingredients with instructions on how to make their like famous hamburger or their famous chicken wings or their famous hmm. like whatever. And he made all of their, they sent all the ingredients, he made it, and then he got to eat it and then judge and tell them which one won. That's awesome. It was pretty cool. So even like through the pandemic, I just want to throw that in. I just saw that like a week and a half ago and it was really cool. Damn. He ended up doing nice. uh, Guy's Grocery Games. I don't know if you guys ever watched that. Mm -hmm. Same format, though, where it used to be where you'd have a bunch of chefs, uh, like three or four chefs, or I think it was four start off with in most cases, in his grocery game store, which is like a supermarket, 
and there'd be games where it's like, okay, this can be a fine dining dish, but then he'd spin a wheel and be like, but you only spend 20 bucks on it to make it, you know, like stuff like that. Then have to do it. Then there were like judges that it was almost like chopped with their extra games and stuff inside of it. And, um, I talk a little bit about who we, who we'd invite to those shows and stuff, but it's the same idea. And it's been fascinating to watch. Like it's actually, I dig it myself. Nice, man. So let's talk some Guy Fieri facts, shall we? His real name isn't Guy Fieri. <laughs> no. I'm really surprised to no one. Stop it. Uh, he's actually born Guy Ramsey Fieri. <laughs> Whoa. What's it with Ramsey's being food guys? That's what right? I was going to say. I don't say. like what? Guy Ramsey Fieri. Uh, but Fieri didn't actually come out of nowhere. It was his grandfather's surname. Hmm. So um, it's an Italian thing. So I think he uh, fairies probably once they got here, he went back to Fieri, Fieri. the original Italian kind of thing. Oh. Fieri. Hey. Vaffanculo. Hmm. He got famous because he won a Food Network game show. Well, a lot of people forget that. It's the only reason why I left this fact in when I was making my list. A lot of people forget he's only famous because he won the next Food Network star back in 2006. Wow. Within a year of winning that show, he had two shows of his own on Food Network, Guy's Big Bite, which most people don't remember, but nope. actually ran until 2016, and then Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, which is still airing new episodes to this day, as we just mentioned earlier. Triple D. Nice. Triple D, y'all. Rolling out. Those frosted tips that he rocks were an accident. <laughs> he used to have long hair. Can you picture that guy with long hair? Wow. Like I can't probably, picture him any other way than what he looks like for the last 15 years. Definitely a bass player with long hair, right? <laughs> Let's be honest. What was that meme that he looked like every band member blended together from Smash Mouth? Oh. <laughs> 100%. I dude, die. Yep. And like, I like they show all the pictures of those guys. You're like, yeah, I, I can see it. <laughs> it was so good. Anyways, they were an accident. So he used to have long hair, and his hairdresser always complained that he should do something more contemporary. This Again, this is before he won. So this is probably be like early 2000s, I'm mm -hmm. guessing this all happened. So he told her, hey, you can do whatever she wanted. Fieri said, when we got done, I asked, when are you going to wash the shampoo out? She said, what shampoo? That's your new hair color. I'm rarely speechless, but I was speechless then. So then he won, you know. The Food Network star now it's cemented forever. He he can never not have frost. Like, can you see him without it? Like, it just never, never not happen. frosted. No, no. So he's actually been married to his wife Lori for twenty five years. Oh my gosh! He met her when he fired her friend from his restaurant. He was running a restaurant down in Long Beach, California, that her friend worked at. Her friend had been let go from the restaurant, and they weren't supposed to be there. He explained. I was talking to her friend saying, hey, listen, wait a few weeks before you come in. And standing behind her is this blue-eyed blonde girl giving me a mean mug. <laughs> She'd come to stand up for her friend. He told them they could, that they could stay, but that they should keep a low profile. He and Lori got to chatting, and that was that, and they ended up together. But Whoa. Damn. This is the part that actually, like, I actually really appreciate about this guy. He does loads of charity work to honor the memory of his sister Morgan. Guy's younger sister, Morgan, was diagnosed with cancer when she was just four years old. Aww. Now, she did beat childhood cancer, but she was diagnosed again at age 38 and then died within a year. In her memory, Guy does everything he can to help others going through similarly harrowing experiences. 
He invites Make-A-Wish Foundation families to all of his nude... Fa- nude. Oh, my all God. his nudes. Fans only. No he's so popular. <laughs> the super-duper weenie wagon. Um, he invites uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation families to all of his Food Network tapings. His Nude Network tapings. <laughs> his Nude Fetwork. You got to pay extra for that one, Wiley. <laughs> That's OnlyFans. Comes with a yeah, price. Right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, he says, I know what the family's going through to some degree. I know the, that heartache, and I see that. And if there's anything I can do to help enlighten or empower those kids, I want to do it. And he's done, I've, I've seen a number of episodes where he has um, chefs from each branch of the military. And it's just nothing but uh, military veterans or currently active duty military in the in the audience and stuff. I mean, like, he does a lot of that kind of charity work for that. And it's all based on um, his sister Morgan. Now, I do, like, I wanted to actually give facts that were a clearer profile as well. Um, so that we're all, you know, like, I'm not just giving a rosy picture. He was, in 2011, accused of being homophobic and anti-Semitic. This was by DDD creator and producer David Page, who is suing Food Network for breach of contract because he said they tried to replace him on the show. The Food Network countersued, saying Page had violated his contract and mistreated staff members. Page shot back with allegations the guy made homophobic, homophobic and anti-Semitic remarks, and although... They seem like revenge-fueled rumors. One producer did back up Page's claims the guy made inappropriate comments. The Food Network called the accusations outlandish and mentioned that Guy's own sister, Morgan, who passed away, had been gay. So, But was she a Jew? Um, I I'm just kidding. Obviously, no, I don't she's, believe she's I don't Italian. Know. I know. Not that it's I know. Just a joke. Um, there are Italian Jews, I think, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's any type of Jew. Literally yep. Jews everywhere. So just a Jew on your show. I mean, I don't turns want to out. point fingers at anybody <laughs> myself, but you know. Sandro I haven't um, done my uh, 23 and me thing, so I don't know. But oh well, it turns uh, out I'm half. I'm like 49.9 percent Ashkenazi. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. But I did. I wanted to include that just uh, so it didn't seem like I'm just you know washing this guy's balls. Um, because I wanted to make sure that people knew that, but I also I didn't think you were washing that. his balls, but maybe you were giving him frosted tips. <laughs> Those are forever. Hey, no, on his balls. Oh, <laughs> like I assume he already had that already. To be honest. Um, now that all being said, in 2015, he officiated 101 same-sex weddings oh. in one day in Miami. Wow. It was the day after Florida lifted its ban on same-sex marriages. Guy officiated a mass wedding for 101 same-sex couples. It was organized by celebrity chef Art Smith. There was a giant cake made by Duff Goldman. You guys know Duff? I have heard of Duff. I think, is he Cake Boss? I think it might be Cake Boss. Hey, did know. he do 101 circumcisions to like get back on the Jewish good side? <laughs> <laughs> He's oh, like, there it Lord. is, money. There it is. He said, Money. Mazel tov. Look at this kid. The super duper weenie wagon. <laughs> oh, God, I'm dying. Anyways, a uh, guy dedicated that service to his late sister, Morgan. So, just That's going sweet. back to those allegations, I mean, I'm I, sure they're fake. I don't buy it because he does, there's so much he does in honor of his sister, and I just don't buy him being. I just don't buy him being that. Like, he seems like just such on, a nice guy. I mean, you see him interact with so many different walks of life on the show. Like, he never treats anyone bad or like talks down to anybody. Like, I think that's kind of inherent in just who you are, right? 
Yeah. I, I, I feel that way, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's the difference between a reality show actor and a real actor. An actor you don't know, but that dude's like a real person, you know? Well, and a lot of the stuff he does, charity-wise and all that, he's not out there talking about it. He just does it. He just does like, it, Until yeah. I did this, I've watched I don't know how many of Guy's Grocery Game shows, yeah. but I never knew that in every show there's a Make-A-Wish Foundation family in the audience watching this. Didn't oh, that's know. cool. Like, yeah, I mean, that's... I didn't know about his, like, philanthropy either until, like, the pandemic, and then we realized how much he was helping people in the service industry, and then, yeah, th then all yeah. kinds of stuff popped up, so that's great. He huh? donated a lot of food and time when we had the wildfires up in Northern California, up in, like, obviously where he lives in Santa Rosa. He was, there are multiple pictures of him just getting down and dirty out in the middle of the field cooking some shit. Yeah, that uh, seems like a pretty you know, down dude to me so. right he there. He sounds like a peach. I'm cool with him. So, last fact, and then I'll let everyone uh, go on the Guy Fieri. Melissa McCarthy in Bridesmaids based her character on him. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy told Conan O'Brien the first person she thought of when she read her part in Bridesmaids was Guy Fieri. That's I kept so trying to wear my glasses weird. on the back of my head, she said. I tried for a long time to get them to let me wear short, white, spiky hair, and they're like, you can't actually be Guy Fieri. <laughs> <laughs> what a trip. That's so funny. So, huh. Interesting. Anyways, well, uh, on that note, our charity work here is done on Draft 87. Nice, We have man. come to the end. Glad to be Do back on this one. Sorry I missed out last one, though, but uh, kids are playing some finals volleyball, and uh, hey, you know, these are the days of our lives. It's important. We missed you, but that's important. Your kids come first, always. Glad you, you were missed. They're, they're, okay. <laughs> what did you say about Greg? Oh, no, I'm glad he had a good recording with Greg. I was saying oh, something yeah, nice. Yeah. I was being nice. Always good to bring on the tug. Well, I think he thinks I hate on. him or something. So no. yeah. So hey, uh, so save that game that <laughs> okay. you were gonna do. Save. Yep. Okay. Yeah, well, it's a good it one. Okay. For it's sure. Good. Yep. Yep. It's coming back. The, the the minute we can get that guy back on, um, that is definitely the dead horse game. You got it. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. There he is beating that dead horse. <laughs> definitely gonna happen. Uh, go follow us online. Whatever you're listening to us on right now, go ahead and hit subscribe. Leave us some ratings and some comments, if you will. You can reach out to us if you have something to say. Again, uh, we want to know your best collaborations. Go ahead and text us, 805-892-6116. You can find us on Instagram, at Booze League, Twitter, at Booze League, and also Facebook.com forward slash Booze League. I know, big surprise, spoiler alert, it's Booze League pretty much across the board. Um, <laughs> you can also follow uh, Coley, Ice underscore, Cole underscore, Beer underscore, and at Dro underscore 805. Some of the most entertaining Instagram stories you're going to see uh, from one of the <laughs> one of the weirdest dudes, but yeah. coolest dudes you're ever going to meet. Nice. I'll take it. Um, you can also follow me at Wiley Withers as well. It's mainly just pictures of Darby because oh. that's how I roll. Oh, Darby. Not a bad thing. But we'll be back on Draft 88, everyone. Um, until then, be good people, and we'll talk to you soon. Cheers. 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 Everybody watch out.